Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Third and three, Najee gets the call, cuts it back through the hole. He's on his way. He's at the 25-20, 15-10. Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown. Go baby. How about Najee Harris? Oh, yeah. Don't you love the sounds of that? You certainly want more. You see it. You want more of it. There's no question about it, Max. One of the things that we've talked about is the difference in modern blocking schemes, okay? It started back in the, uh, let's see, I'm in the 80s. Then towards the end of the 80s, early 90s, there were like Seattle Seahawks started to introduce this zone blocking scheme. Now, Howie Long, I remember Howie Long we talked about. It was like soft. He called it soft and all that sort of thing. Because blocking schemes were back then were all about double teams, single block scoops, cutoffs, mano-a-mano type stuff. But the zone blocking schemes have come in, and there's a difference. You start with the outside zone, inside zone. But from your perspective, as a guy who has played in the zone blocking schemes, how hard is it to be able to – run the outside versus the inside to know your your track because it's about staying on track. Am I right? Yeah. So let's do this, Wolf. Okay. We're going to walk I, through I, it? I, 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 yeah, we're going to walk through it. We're okay. going to do a walkthrough. Okay. So, Wolf, uh, you're, you're in a very small closet type of uh, studio room, so <laughs> – I'm going to need you to just use your mind. I'm actually standing up right now um, in my hotel room. And so the biggest thing that you want to ID is that when you're going any type of zone type scheme, the first identification is obviously understanding strength of of the call, Mm -hmm. knowing where am I at? Am I front side or am I back side? Because the terminology is going to change a little bit. And also your footwork is going to change a little bit. So once I identify whether I'm strong side or weak side, now my next step is, okay, what is my track? Okay, so I'm playing, look, I'm going to go and I'm going to play left guard. Okay. Does it sound familiar? Sounds familiar. familiar Yeah. Okay. So as a left guard, if I'm running zone and there's no tight end attached, so it's now a weak side zone, as we would call it, because the tight end is now on the backside. There's an additional guy to get up to the backside guy. So as the guard, first thing I'm identifying, what's the front? The front, we'll call it 
and let's call it an odd front, three-man line. Make okay. it easy on us. Yep. I know that in an odd man line with three down linemen, there's a guy over the center, and there's a guy over both tackles, and now there's a guy over the tight end on the weak side and an open side, what we call emo, to the front side, which is a stand-up outside backer. Right. This is a basic 3-4 defense. So I By know emo, that you mean end man on the line, right? Correct. Yes. Yes. Right. End man on the line. So now I know that there's only two of us front side outside of the center. So that means we need to go get those two guys on the edge. So my angle has to be, I have to then take a drop to get a deeper 45 degree angle. You're talking about I've your now, left foot, correct? Your outside talking, foot. Yeah, left foot coming back. I've got to put my eyes towards that defensive line of the tackle. I have to replace the tackle when he goes because I know he's reaching the outside linebacker. Okay. So I have a different angle, and I'm running a track. So now, how I'm wide does that, that track? 45. How wide is that track? Okay, is it to the man, or is it beyond that? You're running at the same level as your offensive tackle, for instance. Okay. So, so both the tackle and I should move on the same type of angle, okay. which is a capture angle, as I call it. You're trying to capture near hip, near shoulder. Right. Okay. From the pre-snap picture that you take. So your depth is going to be indicative of that. It's shallower if that guy plays a four eye, right? Okay. He moves to the inside half of the tackle. Now it's a tighter angle because I'm now closer to the guy. And I don't want him coming over the top of me. So in that zone, in that position, in an odd man position where you have a man on your tackle and outside of your tackle, now I need to take a little bit deeper angle, but not too deep because I don't want that guy looping to the inside on me. Now what's and interesting? Then the play up. Okay. Now what's interesting is back in my day with an odd man front with the tight end weak side. So we're on the uh, we're on the uh, uh, on the. Uh, I'm sorry, we're on the weak side, and the tight end's yeah. to the opposite. Okay. We would have a turn block, and that was simply, you know, the tackle would turn out to the the end man on the line, and I would turn out to the four eye or the head up, whatever it was, that was playing over the tackle. That was a turn block. Now, there was no sense of, you know, like a scooping action or – a zone action it was just simply you got one man you got another and that was it so there was no bucket step so to speak yeah and so and here's the thing though i'm taking that angle if that guy loops to the inside Mm, your man no oh no center center has it oh yes yes i got you there you go go ahead i'm doing everything in my power to prevent that because i want to keep this assignment right right i want to keep everything because i know also if he loops that means the the running back has a decision to make he's now either following my butt because i now have a vacated lane and now i need to look up to the second level to take my track to pick the next guy up because obviously we know guy leaves guy replace yes so I'm still staying on that angle, but my initial angle was trapping near shoulder, near knee, Okay. right? That was my initial angle. He loops to the inside. I stay on my track. That's the difference between man and zone. Now the center on his responsibility, if he had a head up guy and he's working a scoop with the guard and it's going up to the second level, 
Now that that nose loops as well, because more often than not, if, if that D tackles looping into that A gap, which yes. because I'm a guard is inside of me, that means the nose now has to has to has to loop, or he's going backside. Right. Or so you're, I now, now as vulnerable. a center, yeah, yeah, and now the center just takes over that looping guy that that I had. He now takes him, and the backside guard is going to automatically take that nose. So now, by de facto, I'm looking for their linebacker. Because if that guy loops, that means that guy's going to scrape over the top. So I had to stay on my track that I set for myself and pick that guy up. Because the running back now, more often than not, is going to be following me because all the flow is going to the strong side. They're looping into the quote-unquote strong side to the tight end. Okay. So that's the difference where if it's a man scheme, and like you said, you have a turn block. So in that situation, we'd have a fan, be a fan call. Okay, so um, that's, you, that was part of your skills, right? Yeah, yes. fan call. That was okay. a part of uh-huh, the fan call was was what we called it, and then you would just take that guy. Now, if it was man, I'm following that guy. Now I'm bumping into the center. Right. Now the linebackers uncovered, unless I had a lead blocker. But then, if you're having a lead blocker in that situation, it, it's a different type of zone track. That's more man in that situation. But if we're running true zone, that means everybody is elephants on parade you pick a track and you run that track and whatever comes across those tracks you blow it up right don't Absolutely. get on the train don't, don't get in front of the train when it's on the tracks <laughs> how do, yeah how do you know when a guy is if he's playing that for instance you got that nose tackle looping okay i'm sorry the yeah. four eye guy looping over the top of you all right you know okay i've got to continue on my path now more than likely the end man online or somebody's going to fill your lane but if there's nobody there you got to find somebody to hit right if, if somehow there's a a bust in the defense yeah if i say it was a single man coming in well if the center is engaged with the nose and that's not that that's not your job at that moment if right. that guy runs it run, runs himself out of it say he loops on his own okay well the action from the back in the backfield, because he's he's playing to hit front side first. If he sees that gap and the guard is either there, you know, you're going to put a hand there as a guard, right? As you see a body moving in front of your face, right. you're going to hit it. Yeah. But if nothing replaces because he just blew the gap, the, the running back should just dive up behind the guard. Okay. Yeah. You that's, know what I'm saying? That's and, when I refer now, to as the, yeah. the bang, the bend, or the bounce. Right, you've yeah, got that's but, a bang moment. Yeah, that bang moment. You're just gonna pile drive it straight ahead. Okay, exactly. But that also means the emol stayed wide and the tackle's blocking him. Yes, right. The end yes. man on the line has stayed wide. Now, if they're both doing it, say it's a double slant on our side. Yes. Then I should pick up the tackles guy, and the tackle should work up to that backer because if you do have two guys slanting to the inside, that means the linebacker is going to scrape and fill. So still keep it front side. So that's the, the bounce, right? That, that 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 is the bounce in that situation. In that situation, that's where the back needs to bounce it to the outside. Okay. Yes, because that tackle should be logging and walling that right. linebacker coming across the top. Okay. So now the last yeah. one is the bend where the cutback happens. So the cutback happens if guys just stay normal. Say they just rush straight ahead. So now that angle that I've taken as a guard, I'm capturing near shoulder, near knee. That means the tackle has captured his guy on near no, near shoulder, near knee. Right. And the backer that's in that gap over me, right, the B gap, 
the center and the backside guard are now working a scoop up to that guy. Okay. And that is where, depending if that guy wants to plug and fill front side in the B gap, now I make the adjustment because that that backside guard has now gotten that looping nose and he's probably walling him. Tackle and tight end on the backside are working to that backside will jack backer and the down lineman over the tackle. Now that's that's my new lane. So now I'm pressing to the line of scrimmage and I'm cutting back against the grain to find that gap between the backside guard and tackle because that's going to be the next lane because that front side backer has filled and the centers had to come off. So the angle on that looks like everybody is pushing left, creating a gap on the backside where the tackle and tight end lane, mm-hmm. because that's the next off guy because he's not playing into the line of scrimmage. He's, he's reacting over the top. Now there's more time and therefore a gap okay. in the backside of the offense. And that's where you want as a running back, you see, boom, everything's jammed up. They're making movement, but there's a gap on the backside. So now I need to bend it back and follow that lane off of the guard's butt and between the tackle uh, between the tackle and the guard, that space that's created, that backside B gap is what we call it, which we call guard tackle. That's okay. to be because everything's up front. Up. Okay, so now then you've got the situation where you have an outside zone and an inside zone. So what is your drop step comparatively on the same sort of scenario that you already set up with an inside zone to an outside zone? And is there indeed any big difference in the two? So, yeah. So now now on an outside zone, weak side. So let's keep it same construct, right? The, tack, okay. the tight end is still on the right side. Yep. And we're running it to the left. Now my technique is not necessarily the bucket 45. It's now more like a bucket pull because I now have to capture the outside shoulder, whereas I'm trapping and, and, and taking a track angle to hit near shoulder, near knee, near hip, right? right. I'm hitting the side that's closest because it's inside zone. So it means it's supposed to be from B gap to backside B gap and inside zone. Now outside zone is – it's going outside. It's going C, D gap. Okay. C would be tackle tight end gap. D gap is everything outside the tight end. So now that it's hitting out there, what do I need to do? I've got to get my hat at an angle across the bow of the defensive lineman. My head must get to that outside shoulder. Instead of the inside, right. Instead of the inside, because now it's less likely to cut back in that situation. It's either track or bounce. Okay. That's it. If you go backside on that with everybody escaping and vacating that backside closing uh, defensive lineman or outside backer that's on the outside edge, he's now free. That's usually where on outside zone tosses where a quarterback decides to either hand it off or pull it is because of the way that backside linebacker is going to close. Is he going to close down the line of scrimmage or is he going to play contain? The problem is that that's the guy you're worried about. So there's no, there, there's no bend right. <laughs> in that situation. If you bend, you're going to get bent over. <laughs> <laughs> now so, this is, here's yeah. uh, just, let me insert for a moment. All right. Interestingly enough, in the man blocking schemes of the eighties and nineties that were, uh, you know, preceded the zone blocking schemes and the trapping game, 
One of the things that I remember, number one, about the trapping game, it became where you couldn't keep offensive lines together long enough to learn the trapping game is what I was told. At some point in time, the trapping game became kind of non-existent because you it takes too long to develop the trapping game consistently and be able to insert it in your offense, uh, and, and it just doesn't you know doesn't work that fast with the zone blocking schemes. The advent of that it creates more of a universal blocking schemes that guys know moving from team to team. Now, having said all that, there were still some twists and turns in it. And one of them was, in my day, you've got that, in your day, it's a fan. In my day, it's a turn. But you would go 100 miles an hour to get that turn because you had a man set in grain and set in stone who you had to move. So on your fan, you you can only come with, what, 85% power or something because you've got to be aware of the possibility of some of the stunts that they do, and you wouldn't be, and you might not have that man, right? Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't go chasing the uh, shiny object, right? Like a cat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you can't, you can't, squirrel. you can't get locked squirrel. in on it. Yeah. <laughs> squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't catch squirrel. You can't catch the lo- the little laser pointer. You know, right? Um, <laughs> you, you can't do that. You have to stay on an actual angle. Okay. And be reserved. So you're gonna fire it off. You're gonna fire off with controlled aggression because at first. If that guy is looping and you can get to his near shoulder, near knee before he performs the loop, you've just messed them up. And now you've created a gaping hole Okay. because a guy was supposed to fill in that gap. And now that a gap is now unsecured and the backers run over the top, expecting to be in a B. And now that creates the lane. So that's what you want to try and accomplish. But at the same time, if you don't get there and he does loop, you have to be strong enough not to follow the shiny object <laughs> and to keep on the lane assignment and pick up the next one. All right. Well, then, so. is there any difference then um, on the backside of those? So the backside of those, it, it, it now that one's a, a zone, but you're working truly in coordination um, because it's either he's here or he's not here. Okay. And you have to kind of play in that lane. That one's one where it's more flow in the zone because now you're accepting responsibility that we have a down lineman, a first level defender, and I have a combination block with another adjacent lineman to the second level defender. Okay. However, that plays out. So you're gonna you're gonna try and get hip to hip in, in a scoop or a slip on the backside. So a scoop is between the center and guard. A slip is between guard and tackle. Right. And then, you know, the backside is, is I want to say still a tray block um, on the backside where tackle and tight end work together on, on, on up to it, up to an off, off the ball buck linebacker. So, or a safety, depending on how the front looks, it could actually be a safety dropping down there an eight man box. So, but that's all coordination combination blocks on the backside. And it doesn't matter who runs through, whether it's a linebacker, it's a safety, what have you. If it's on your track, you got to pick that dude up, right? Yes, yes. Whether whether he's whether he slants into you or you climb to him, that that is the guy. The guy that comes into your lane and your responsibility. That's how you that that guy you hit. That's the guy you, you take a ride. You know, it's so funny because we just had the 
Max Stark's zone blocking tutorial. <laughs> we might we might have to go yeah. revisit this every now and then. But the interesting thing to me is seeing the evolution of this because back in my day, for instance, if you had a eagle where the four technique gets down to being a three technique, all right, on the outside shoulder, we used to have that. That was called an eagle, okay? Say it's a weak side yeah. and you call it an eagle. You got a man and second-level linebacker over the tackle, uh, you know, there, and you got a nose tackle, maybe stunted, whatever. But we used to have a three amigos call, which would be the backside tackle, guard, and center scooping on a on a three man, you know, to pick up three guys, uh, you know, on the defense. That was essentially it's very zone like, but it's only a portion of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. That, that's I, it's I, wild to me now as I see how the zone blocking scheme kind of you know, grew out of some of the fractured schemes that we had, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and that, that's a mop call. Okay. Mop mop. Call. <laughs> we called it three you know amigos. I mean? <laughs> well, because we call it, hey, clean up. You yeah. got to play clean up. Clean up on aisle five. So you, yeah. So you're just going to come. Everybody's going to run that elephants on parade because they're mixing it up and there's no specific call because you know what the tendency is from your film study of what they like to do and the call that you might make will not be conducive. So it's a mop. <laughs> you there you go. Mop them up. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's the thing, that's where your man concepts become zone for you guys. Right. 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 That that's the moment where it's like, Hey, we're all going to take this track and pick them up as they come. Interesting. Right? So I was actually so playing in zone blocking without knowing it. Exactly. You unknowingly as a zone locker will look at it. See, it even has a schedule. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you still have zone concept. It just was presented in a different fashion. But those are all the same things. We're not declaring man, right? That zone is. We're not going to command. We're going to take a track and just clean them up. Because if we pick a man, now, say, say you're a covered wolf and you're climbing straight ahead. Right. I have the back, right? Or the wolf. Backer, right? I'm going for him, but you runs and running lions on, on the side, and you go chasing him. <laughs> you might miss that nose that you possibly edge, and then you could push everything back and create a moving wall front side, as opposed to going native and just running after that guy, right? Right. Vacate the gap and then running over to try and catch him, and now that nose tackle can, can spill into the B gap that you left. It's just, it's just making it a little bit more solid to where you can still move, keep your angles, and still accomplish the, you know, the design of the play. Well, Max, thank you very much, brother. Why don't you take us to break? Yeah. And Because uh, that – you know what? we got to have the Max Starks zone blocking <laughs> tutorial available now, uh, you know, with the blue light special here with Kmart and so forth. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, you're in the power. All you got to do is look for the power hour in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on all of your podcasting, uh, you know, delicacies and, and fancies and platforms and everything. Um, you can check us out on Steelers mobile app. You can check us out on iHeart, um, SoundCloud. I mean, I'm just trying to think of all the different platforms, but you can catch this in every episode and we, we can kind of start tagging that and we can have some fun with it. But when we come back, we'll continue to break down kind of Steelers, Steelers thoughts and preferences. I'll, I'll, I'll preface it as. Steelers thoughts and preferences about what we want to see accomplished in the game this upcoming week against the Bucks before we actually get into a full game breakdown 
which will occur tomorrow here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. My coach just told me, like, get vertical. That's, that's like, all you can think of as a runner. So when you feel yourself, like, when I, well, when I feel myself kind of going lateral in my head while I'm running the ball, like, I need to get vertical. So I just take whatever's in you know, front well that was Jalen Warren talking about his running style and what he's thinking when he's in the rush attack and I think Wolf that kind of bears to note that's just a mindset right it's a mindset that you know was was ingrained in him back in high school and college was when you get the ball get vertical Mm -hmm. (laughs) right right the second you feel yourself getting too far lateral get vertical. And I think, and, and it served what well, it served Jalen Warren well so far in the opportunities that we've seen. And I think why he's getting more opportunities, why he's earning the trust of the coaches and catching everybody's eye. Like they, like he did ours when we were at training camp, right? Yes. This was a kid. He just, he, he's not afraid of contact. Jerry laid it out. He's a, he's a three phase back, meaning he can, he, he can run the ball, he can catch the ball, and he can block when he doesn't have the ball. Mm-hmm. And those are three elements that you want in a, in a good running back. And I think a guy that's in a position to back up a Najee Harris, who is a do-it-all back as well, you want to see those type of principles. And you want it to be a little different. And he actually acknowledged later in, the, in that interview that, you know, that he can't do what Najee does. <laughs> Najee's patient. Right. He can't be patient. Um, and he has to be one of those guys that he's a get vertical guy. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, your thoughts on that philosophy, hearing that from, from Jalen Warren. I mean, is that, is that indicative? Is that something that you're seeing as well? Yeah. I, here's what's interesting about this kid. You know, he talks about the fact that, you know, he was so intense in football. Like for instance, there was a picture with all his teammates. And I forget, I think it was in college um, where uh, all his teammates were, were there in full uniform, uh, but their helmets were off. But he had a helmet on. And when he, he he was asked afterwards, he said, my high school coach always told me whenever you're on the football field, you leave your helmet on. And he left his helmet on during the picture. And I thought that was a unique perspective, okay, because it's ingrained in him. Now, if he says his coach was always talking about get vertical, this is a guy that is going to take that and get vertical. You know, I mean, if you're yeah. going to wear your helmet during a picture when nobody else is, that gummit, when the coach tells you to get vertical on a handoff, you're going to get vertical, <laughs> by golly. You know, so I think, I think the young man – here's the second thing that struck me while I was watching practice yesterday. I don't think they can see him behind the line at times. You know, I mean, literally, yeah. <laughs> you know, because he gets behind some of those heavy hoofers up front. We have some huge people up front. They can't see the five eight guy that takes that handoff initially, or they lose track of him once the once the ball is snapped. You know what I mean? Because again, those guys stand up and they start blocking, and you can't see over them or 
the, the, the guy is, is so low when he runs, you, you're not going to see any part of him. So there is something about him that hits and gets when he gets vertical, as he puts it. And also there's that surprise when he, all of a sudden he's hitting a gap they can't see. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that 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 adds to the mystique, right? Right. You know, I mean, you know, think about this: we, when you're trying to hunt a lion in, in the in the Serengeti, okay. the tall grass, they like yep. to hide in the tall grass, and you don't see them until it's too late. Um, that's what it is. <laughs> he he strikes like that lion, like <laughs> you know, I'm gonna lay low behind the offensive linemen who are very big, large weeds or bushes, or however you want to describe them. And then he just shoots out. And I think that adds to some of the explosiveness for Jalen is because he's so quick to get up into the line. That yes. You, it's that an if advantage. You, if you, it's an advantage and guys can't see it immediately. And now you're trying to pick out the little guy amongst a whole heap of big guys. And it allows him to kind of navigate through what they're trying to do. So I think that does add that element. So, but it's funny. But by getting vertical and up into the line, that makes it tougher for guys to get to him. Even if it's a guy blitzing in a lot of situations, and he always has the advantage because he has a full head of steam. Whatever that contact point is going to be at the line scrimmage or beyond. So it's just it's a fun it's a fun type of football to watch. I appreciate that type of running back. You know, personally as an offensive lineman, <laughs> a guy yeah. who's going to get there. And you also know that, hey, he's running to the B-gap, so we need to make that B-gap right, you know, for all intents and purposes. Well, he does get to that B-gap. He does get vertical, and he does those things that, uh, you know, you were talking about earlier, whether it's the, the blitz pickups and, and catching the ball. Also, didn't they use him as on a hide route, you know, behind the line of scrimmage into the flat at one point? I mean – that, yes. Literally, he would yeah. be. He'd be. He's the man that made the order for hide routes. Those those routes where you come across the back of the offensive line, across the formation, and you're kind of hiding behind the offensive line. Seems like he's a natural for that one. No, he, he's he's a natural for that. I mean, normally people are like, "Oh my gosh, you know, we're going to try and run this with a tight end." Well, tight ends are are a lot easier to see. But running that as far as – or even with the play action, right, you're selling the play action off of that, of inside zone, and he gets past the quarterback and then kind of, boom, bends it back behind. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another one to where the linebacker is carrying and then you lose him, right? The right. grass gets too high because he got closer <laughs> to the line of scrimmage. And then now, boom, he's down the line on the backside. And now it's up to an outside linebacker that's either trying to play contain, look at the quarterback – or run with this running back who's already got a full head of steam and has already passed me and cut me off on my lane, that's decision time. <laughs> yeah. Do I continue to pursue the quarterback or do I go with this guy, which is his number one option in the route that I'm probably already out leveraged on. And now I'm hoping that the backside safety or corner sees him and they pick him up. Um, it just, it presents a nice little challenge. And then of course, you know, for all intents and purposes, if he's not available, even though you want to get it to him in space so that he can use that sideline like he did in, in the Buffalo Bills game, or now you got a tight end coming across on a, on a, on a mid-level drag. Mm-hmm. So you create layers and confusion. And, but, and he's, he's a soft hands guy out of the backfield too, meaning his catchability. Yeah, this- Guy's got soft hands, and he knows how to catch the football um, very well. So, I mean, I love our skill sets and our compliments of all of our running backs. But, I mean, Jalen being that guy 
that's earned that number two nod behind Najee. I'm all for it because the kid works hard and and he ha- he has a great skill set for his quote unquote diminutive size. I'm not going to call him diminutive. He's a, he's a, he's just a little, little little big man. That's what that's what back in my neighborhood. Hey, little big man. Come he's on, vertically challenged. Man. That's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a solid guy. D- don't let the height fool you. No, he's still two fifteen. <laughs> yes. Truck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I mean. You know, you watch that that leg power, the the ham hocks that that guy's got, and you can tell the yeah. acceleration which, which he's able to generate. Now, one of the things that I, I I was thinking about, you know, I was just trying to, I know some of the 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 inside like an inside zone is almost perfect for him, you know, because of his getting vertical. But you know, you look at those what we used to call sixteen seventeen G, you know, where you might pull the center and backside guard, one to kick out, one to turn up. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, any anytime you get him going in a situation like that, that's a seam that seems like it would be natural to split to hit and to, to lickety split go. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I think I think that that's also another solid one to point out. You know, we we call those our phase, right? And it would usually be either the center or guard now, backside. Describe it again. What would you call it? We we call it a fay. Spell where it. you'd have F A Y. Oh, just plain Fay. Okay. Just plain Fay. Yeah. So <laughs> just yeah, just just like you fae. said it. Okay. Not a specialty Fay, just a, just a plain Fay. <laughs> oh. And we would use it to where you'd either have center or backside guard pulling, and then that backside H back right. as a lead. So you still get the same thing, but you just wouldn't remove two linemen from the line just because. It creates a bigger gap. You know, and guys are faster now. Yeah. You know the guy. You know Picard from the Ravens, that three hundred pound fullback that has also played nose tackle. Oh, Patrick Ricard. Yeah, yeah, Patrick yeah, Ricard. Patrick, yeah. You know, one of the most unique things that I've ever seen is they would use him. They've used him in a variety of ways as the H back, fullback, uh, inline tight end, um, basically a a pulling guard at times. But they ran a scoop with him in the center one time. It was the most unique thing I've I've seen in modern times. You know, in as far as um, you know, uh, trying to run some sort of inside zone with a fullback who was lined up as a fullback and the center scooping the nose tackle to the backside. It was crazy, just crazy. But we just got the word we got a break. So take yeah, us to break. Yeah, oh, man. exactly. Exactly, and Patrick Card is also a mini lineman. By yeah, the way, he, exactly. he 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 he's a guy that would have been on Little Giants. He would have been on the offensive line. <laughs> would have been, they would have given him the ball. There but uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up the show and finish up with the last of our ponderings and pontifications here in the locker room with Wolf Starks and Ninjas on SNR and ESPN Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't see any limits in this play from a schematic standpoint. Um, The same things that that made him special at at 35, I see at 45. Um, Highly competitive, very good mechanically, field vision, ball placement, um, competitive, um, you know, can break the game down into a tight space or see the broad picture as well. 
um, inclusive in terms of his utilization of eligibles. I mean, it's, um, you know, pick an, another time in the last 15, 16 years we played Tom and, 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 and produced one of those quotes. Nothing much has changed. You know, it's funny because as you you listen to Mike Tomlin, you can, you know, he's uh, right. I mean, he's he's got a lot of respect for Tom and, and the fact that he has maintained that level of play throughout his career. Max, one of the most amazing statistics that I, I read in the last couple of days was that 352 yards that he, he put on the Atlanta Falcons was his 40th 300-yard game since turning 40. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's that's mind-boggling. I mean, listen, I mean, there's a reason why you associate a farmyard animal with him, right? I mean, he is yes. he is one of the guys that, that just defies it. By the way, anybody out there wondering what farmyard animal it is, it's not pig, it's not chicken, it's a goat. It's a goat. Um, By the way, I was I, I did you did stump me for a moment, and then I, I did figure it out though. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that. I got you, buddy. I got you. It took there me a moment, go. but I got you. That that is all that matters. As long as we get there, you know, <laughs> as long as we get to the destination. But I think I think that's that's just indicative of of what we're what we're seeing, what we're experiencing with Tom because he is just he's that he's that tremendous he's he's that amazing of a guy and I, you know I, I'm definitely saying that you know he's a guy that you, you whatever traditional conventional rules you have for that position for the way it's played just throw it out the window because <laughs> he has seen and done more and forgotten it than guys will will accomplish yeah and like you said 4,300 yard passing games over the age of 40. I mean, guys is trying to get to 40, um, let alone perform at such a high level. He's a guy that you're not going to fool him. The only way you affect Tom Brady, speed, hmm. speed, mm -hmm. getting to him before he can he can get it out. Yes, and he's pretty fast. But if you can muddy the waters, you can press those receivers a little bit so the pass rush can get through. That's how you affect Tom Brady, and you affect him up the middle. It's not going to be off the edges because no. he knows he knows how to shimmy and shake and do a little wiggle to get himself out of that trouble. It has to be pressure has to come from the middle and force him out into those edge guys. That's how you affect him. Other than that, it, you know, it, it's one of those processes where you're just going to have to play cat and mouse and try and get in front of a route. If not, exactly. I mean, the the difficulty really is there's nothing he hasn't seen. I mean, come on. I mean, I you know this guy's been around since the wing, you know the flying wing, whatever you know from who knows when. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been a long time since something new kind of hit the NFL that he he is unfamiliar with. Uh, if you're if you're uh, Terrell Austin, you got to be sitting there thinking, what hasn't this guy seen? Because he's seen everything. So, you know, it's going to be it's the execution. It's not going to be you know, the, the ability to fool Tom, it's going to be about the, the ability to get Tom. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what it has to be. Wolf, like you just got to make a concerted effort to either do the simple things really, really well and be really fast or it's mass, mass hysteria. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the only thing I can think of. Mass hysteria. Uh, yeah, just women and hysteria. children, dogs and cats. 
Exactly. Exactly. The, the sky is falling. It's yeah. rainy, cloudy with a chance of meatballs, all that stuff. Um, but you, yeah, you, you've got, you've got to, you've got to make it that type of game. I think the biggest way that you could also affect Tom at this point in his career, limit Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Yes. Limit him. Yeah. Make it difficult. Don't allow the run game to take over because that's also when Tom gets at his best, when he gets a little play action. Now it's like, now they're on their heels. Now I'm working completely. I can do whatever I want because he, he has three dimensions to his game. It's not only being able to have the run game as an asset and the passing game be an asset for him. It's that play action. He knows how to use it as a third option for himself. And he does it. He does it very, very well. You know the thing. The thing that I, I look at. The, the the only thing that I can consistently say over the years. And I mean, he's just had a great, great run. Uh, he, you know, against everybody in the NFL. But the only the only way is to be able to push him off his spot to make him move because he's not great on the move. The the one thing he doesn't do great is move and deliver the ball. Uh, it's not that he's terrible at it, but you know when he can stand at his spot and throw from his spot, unencumbered, not from a well, not with, you know, having his sight uh, hindered at all. Um, he's he's even he's unbelievably tough. The only way that that I can remember was when you know you run the fire X, you know, with the inside linebackers if you're playing that odd mm-hmm. front, or you come up with something similar. Uh, you know, to, to be able to to put some pressure on. That's the only way. That's it. Yeah, and that's why I said middle pressure is going to be key against Tom Brady. But all of that will be broken down tomorrow in the Friday segment of In the Locker Room. Wolf, it has been a pleasure as always. Always, and, brother. And just want to remind our fans, if you miss any of our episode today, feel free to go to the Steelers mobile app or iHeartRadio app and download full episodes hour by hour even you can break it down from first hour to second hour um and and all of our snr podcasts are available up there whether it's the standard the blitz godfather everyone's out there don't forget the mike tomlin game day one that comes out every game day with bob labriola thank you guys have a great day and make it a great day you've been in the locker room with wolf and starks Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.